BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Follow up on a conversation from earlier because I got a couple of these texts. Uh, I was making the argument that as a gun owner, the guns I own are specifically to shoot human beings. I'm amazed that more people don't say that out loud. I assume and hope to God they're never used that for that. But that's why I own them. That's why I bought them in the first place. And I think most people are pretending that's not true. Okay, we got this text and this i I don't have any reason to doubt this love you guys but i have to say i own multiple handguns and long guns and i never bought them intending to shoot a human being as part of the equation maybe it's the word intending as opposed to in case i don't know but uh, okay maybe you're just a hunter but those millions and millions of guns that were sold since the riots after george floyd we were setting a record every month in this country by far with the number of guns sold in America, almost every single one of those guns, almost Was every single one. Was to go hunting because of the unrest that we saw. Almost every one of those guns was purchased as personal protection against what? Deer? No, against human beings. In case yeah, you ever clearly. have to use it. Almost every one of those guns purchased was was purchased to shoot a human. And that's just a fact. I, I hate even saying it out loud, but it's kind of childish to not. That's what mm-hmm. they're for. That's what people are going to the gun ranges for, for the most part, is to be able to, to know how to use the gun they bought for home protection that they hopefully keep you know in a safe and all the safe ways away from their kids and all the right responsible stuff. But the reason you have it is in case you ever have to shoot a human. And, you, and that needs to be either defended or not um, uh, within the laws of the land. The, the, the Second yeah. Amendment it would seem to indicate, and the Supreme Court does indicate, that that's why people are allowed to have guns. 
I just wish everybody on each side of the issue, on all the sides of the issue, would stop pretending it's simple. And if good, if, if people would stop being evil, it would be all solved. If the Republicans would stop being evil, uh, you know, if the Democrats would stop trying to take our guns, it's, it's complicated. And there are multiple layers at the risk of wearing this point of view out. There are several factors, three to five, say, in child mental health, adolescent mental health, young people's mental health, uh, who has the impulse to act violently? What can be done about it in the family? What can be done in schools? What can be done uh, in the government in terms of mental health help? Uh, should there be red flag warnings? Should various weapons be available for the average person? Should schools harden the target? Should should uh, teachers be trained? Should kids uh, drill on active shooter drills? There are so many different questions, and we have to answer All of them, not one of them, all of them. And is there somewhere a bipartisan uh, commission working on this? I know uh, Governor Ducey in Arizona uh, was trying very, very hard a couple of years back, I think it was, to craft intelligent red flag warning laws to keep guns out of the hands of people with dangerous uh, or potentially dangerous mental illnesses. This has to be a holistic approach, for God's sake. So if you're tuning in, hoping to hear our side good, our side bad, eh, you're in the wrong place. And uh, we do draw the line on guns and what people are allowed to have. As we all know, you can't really have a machine gun. And uh, and there are various places you can't take guns almost everywhere in the country in certain ways. So we do draw lines. Where we draw those lines is uh, I'm open to a regular argument. Like I said multiple times, I have a uh, highly placed law enforcement right-wing Second Amendment supporting friend who doesn't like the idea that regular people can own AR-15s. Maybe you agree with that. Maybe you don't. But um, where do you draw the line on these? Now, your your argument might be, and I fully understand this argument. Okay, so law enforcement can have it, and Nancy Pelosi's bodyguard can have it, but I can't have it. I get that argument completely. Yeah, yeah, and and criminals can have it because they ignore the law. Because they no- ignore the law. Yeah, I saw a rundown of the number of laws that this uh, 18-year-old broke yesterday. You know, all the different kinds of you're not allowed to have a gun on school grounds or within this many feet or you know, blah, sure. blah, 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 this much ammunition. Yeah, there's all kinds of laws that uh, that he broke. He apparently didn't care about those laws. Well, and, you know, it's it's a difficult reality. There are so many guns physically in the United States of America right now. We could never manufacture another gun. And those with the intent to commit horrific acts of violence would still get them. It would be It'd hard. Be harder. You'd have to confiscate them. Um, that would be the only hope, which uh, seems, uh, uh, even without the Second Amendment problems, pretty unlikely. And uh, people always use the example of uh, going to, you know, uh, right-winger Clem's house in Montana and trying to get his gun. Can you imagine that? Okay, that's one angle. How about you go into the hood in Chicago and conf- try to confiscate all those guns? Good luck with that, too. Yeah, yeah. Because they use those every weekend. So we wanted to bring you a variety of perspectives from a variety of people uh, commenting on the uh, the horrific shooting. Uh, some we agree with, some we disagree with. I'm sure you know you'll be the same way. Um, I didn't need to hear a single word from the president last night. I knew what he was going to say. We've heard it all before. I'm shocked. I don't need to hear somebody else say they're shocked. But he gave rather a lengthy speech. Uh, Why don't we go ahead with uh, 45, Michael? For every citizen in this country, we have to make it clear to every elected official in this country, it's time to act. 
It's time for those who obstruct or delay or block the common sense gun laws. We need to let you know that we will not forget. We can do so much more. We have to do more. Oh, so they are common sense gun laws, are they? Do they square with the Second Amendment? Would I agree they're common sense? You've declared them common sense. In fact, that's the new brand of the laws they're trying to push, common sense gun laws. Okay, are they or aren't they? That's an open question. And I'd appreciate people not pandering and pretending that they are, you know, settled questions. Like, the, uh, there are, I guess, some places... I live in California, so very strict gun laws in California. And by the way, there are all kinds of mass shootings in states that have the strictest gun laws that they propose in states where they don't have the strictest gun laws. So it happens all the time. I mean, there's 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 no way you can draw a line through uh, certain states with their laws having more shootings, the mass shootings. It just doesn't fit. Sure, just to throw out, for example, Connecticut, Colorado, Texas. Come on now. Yeah. Um. I had a point. What was my point? Common sense gun laws. Taking away your guns. Owning guns. Oh, passing laws. Oh, um, uh, I, I, I don't like the idea that there are certain ways to buy guns that there aren't background checks and certain ways that there aren't. I'm, I'm fine with a background check on buying a gun. I don't like the fact that they now have background checks in California on buying a bullet. And I haven't even figured out the rules to buy ammunition in so long since they passed the new rules. There's too much paperwork. The rule is head to Reno or have somebody do it for you. And that's probably against the law. And I would never advocate breaking any laws, state or federal. On the other hand, do the math. Oh, let's see. But I don't want known criminals to be able to go to gun shows and buy a gun. I'm in agreement with that. Uh, Clip number 50 is conservative journalist Molly Hemingway. You know, shootings are a very horrible example of the rot that's going on in our country. But there are so many things, whether it's rising rates of addiction, a decline of family formation, um, the suicide epidemic, people feeling alienated from themselves and from their communities, the you know lack of good economy and labor situation. We have so many examples going in play. You kind of wonder what's it going to take for us all to focus on. Again, loving one another, thinking about how we can help each other as a country, as a town, as a state. With some similar thoughts, the lieutenant governor of Texas, Dan Patrick, in clip 51. When I grew up, we didn't have these situations. We didn't have mass shooters in our schools. We didn't have this evil. And so we really have to look at us as a people, as a country. We're a core society. We're a, we're a society that's just at each other's throats all the time. And and and. We're better than we're better than this as a nation. When I was a kid, every boy I knew, including me, had access to their dad's gun. They knew exactly where it was. It was up on the gun rack. It wasn't locked up, and it just wasn't a thing. Why? What's what's the answer for that? I don't know. I don't I have no idea. Something cultural. Throwing this one in just because it's so freaking strange. This is Juliet Kayyem, who's a CNN analyst and a former DHS official. Dig this, if you will. Clip 52. From an investigation standpoint, I'm going to do what the facts 
uh, tell me now. So I've got demographics, first of all, in 80% Hispanic school districts. So the most important thing for the federal government to do right now is to say there will be no immigration enforcement during this period in that er area. It, is, it has a large immigration population. You want parents with their kids. You don't want people hiding right now. And we need to make that clear ASAP because of the political issues in Texas. Wow. Uh, where in America is DHS sweeping through Texas towns, for instance, hunting down people without the right paperwork? Where the hell is that? What are you talking about, you crazy person? Yeah. Calling for a suspension of immigration enforcement right now. Wow. You know, one of the hard things that happens as a grown-up, I got a situation like that going on now. Um, and it's what America was doing yesterday for a lot of us, is you got a really horrible situation and there's nothing you can do about it easily. Nope. And every part of your brain is wanting to solve the problem right now. This is terrible. It can't go on. And it's not something that's easy to solve. And it's very hard to accept that. Yeah, yeah, true that. The best you can do is manage it. Um, Chris Murphy, Democratic Connecticut. Uh, he was, uh, I remember he was in office, he was involved uh, in the Sandy Hook shooting in, in one way or another, I, I remember in the response to it. He was impassioned yesterday. Let's hear clip 53, then I have a comment. Why do you spend all this time running for the United States Senate? Why do you go through all the hassle of getting this job, of putting yourself in a position of authority? If your answer is that as this slaughter increases, as our kids run for their lives, we do nothing. What are we doing? The most impassioned voice with a catch in the throat gets a lot of attention. I get it. It's dramatic. This is a time for sober conversation, and I realize people are so still upset and well, he horrified. Was, you should be I, upset I, and I saw that live. It was like 10 minutes after the news came out. It's, uh, mm -hmm. it's hard to be calm about anything right then. Sure, yeah. Granted, but again, passionate speeches, Joe Biden, Steve Kerr, Chris Murphy, that's not what it takes. It takes digging into very difficult questions. This is Chris Swecker, who's a former assistant director of the FBI, who uh, appeared on Fox News last night, 60, I'm sorry, 55. But I do school security assessments uh, quite often, and I advocate always for an armed security guard at every school, especially the elementary schools where the little ones can't run, hide, fight. You can't do that with the, with the little ones. They don't have the, you know, the acumen and the wherewithal to do that. And we have a couple other uh, comments on that sort of thing, focus on prevention, training, and arming teachers. Have a number of quotes on the rotten society, the, the, the anxiety and depression, the way kids are being raised. It's a complex stew, friends. Yeah, a third of U.S. households, this, these are statistics are old. I'll bet it's much higher now. Yeah, this is from about three years ago. I'll bet it's drastically different. But three years ago, a third of U.S. households had a gun. I'll bet it's, God, it might be approaching half. It was a, the, the last year or so, the amount of guns people bought. Of course, it could have been a lot of the households buying yet another gun. That happens a lot. Yeah, true, and there are so many households. But I, I would argue it's probably edging closer to 40% couple of stats for you, among other things, this hour. Also, uh, oh, Ricky Gervais' new Netflix special that's getting so much attention. He had an explanation for jokes that I just loved as a guy who makes a joke now and then. I'd love you to hear it, uh, among other things coming up.
As a couple of guys who stray into the territory of humor. Um, the occasional bon mot or play on words. <laughs> uh, I like what I haven't watched the Ricky Gervais special like Joe and uh, Michael have, but first three quarters of it anyway. Hilarious. Brutally irreverent. Right. And, he, and he's supposedly in trouble for trans comments, which we discussed yesterday. Had on our podcast one more thing. If you want to hear that, um, uh, check that out. But uh, I really think this is thought provoking. Welcome to my show. Uh, it's not a show. There's no dancers or jugglers. It's basically a bloke talking, um, which is essentially what stand-up comedy is, isn't it? A bloke talking. Sexist. Um, <laughs> what about all the funny female comedians? Like, um... No, no, no. Right. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. Okay, right. That was irony, okay? There's going to be a bit of that throughout the show. See if you can spot it, okay? (laughs) Now, that's when I say something I don't really mean for comic effect. And you as an audience, you laugh at the wrong thing because you know what the right thing is. It's a way of satirising attitudes. Like that first joke, I used the old-fashioned sexist trope that women aren't funny. Now, in real life, I know there are loads of funny women. Like, um... (laughs) I did it again. Well spotted. Good. His point there needs to be known by more people. I said something I know isn't true. I don't believe it myself. And you laughed because you know it's not true. But it's an outrageous thing to say. Neither one of us believe what I said. Neither one. Nobody in this room right now believes the thing I said. So why is anybody upset? Well, and indeed... The wadded panty snowflake crowd would howl for his hide for making a sexist joke when indeed what actually happened, as he pointed out, was that the comedian and the audience agreed that point of view is wrong or dopey. Yeah, it's actually the opposite of what... Now, you know, he picked something women aren't funny, which isn't controversial enough to get you in trouble, but some of the trans stuff is, and some of the trans stuff he says is because he doesn't believe it, and you don't believe it, and it's a ridiculous thing to say, and so everybody laughs at saying the opposite of what we believe. Right. And some of the trans stuff was completely sincere, however, which he makes clear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and he points out, and the reaction from his notably youngish audience is that, yes, that which is clearly true, women give birth, period, is an opinion held by roughly 98% of the planet. It's just that the 2% who hold the other view are very loud and very vicious in bringing down anybody who dares disagree with them. Mm-hmm. It's Be- funny, though. It will offend you, guaranteed. <laughs> I don't care who you are. <laughs> like watching Family Guy, you will be offended. Yes. Uh, we got much more on the way. Hope you can stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. 
smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I paid $6.10 a gallon for gas yesterday. That's the most I've ever paid in my life. I know. At the Chevron. Although... It's uh, so bad. (laughs) One respondent said, you're at the Chevron there, cheaper places. Yes, the place across the street was two cents cheaper. I have a 20-gallon truck. That's 40 cents. I'm not making... I'm not avoiding a left turn to save 40 cents. If you want to, go ahead. But I'm not. Um, uh, Listen to the rich man. (laughs) Throwing 40 cents around like it's nothing. 40 cents, which you have to realize is like 30 cents a year ago. So now we're talking about 30 cents. Um, uh, So our boss, we have many, many bosses. How many bosses do we have? Innumerable. We only have one boss, a carpenter from Nazareth. But... Um, uh, we, I was we, about to throw in God as my co-pilot, and you beat me. You win. We have a lot of bosses, but our boss just said he's been bouncing around the dial, and uh, what we're doing is unique to everything else he's heard, and I don't doubt that, because I think generally what we do is unique to the coverage on a lot of stories, for better or worse. But um, I was thinking about <laughs> why why is that? What What is going on there that the coverage is so the same everywhere on these stories? I think we'd be better off with a broader set of views and opinions, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's difficult to answer that question without um, coming off as like a self 
praising. Um, I just feel like it's my own curiosity that makes me well, yeah. want to, that makes me want to explore. Would there be fewer of these shootings if you couldn't fire a gun as fast? I wonder that. I really do. I'm not making an argument for or against anything in the Second Amendment. I'm just wondering if the right. kid didn't have an AR-15, if he had a regular rifle where he'd have known, at best, I'm going to kill eight fourth graders. I realize how awful that sounds. Um, sure. would, would he have been less likely to do it? I wonder that. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to wonder that. And it's okay to ask those questions. You know, I think part of it may be, you know, you made reference to one of our quote-unquote bosses. And, and the gent in question is is a fine fellow whose opinion means a lot to me. I'll speak for myself. Um, but we we have the luxury of nobody ever tells us what to say. We don't have anybody who says, remember, guys, to fall in line with the XYZ because it's very important that blah, blah, blah. We just, we never get that. And I, I don't know how the various big channels or big shows work. Do those people actually lack enough imagination to approach a topic like this the way we have? Or, or do they feel like their audience wouldn't tolerate it? Or what? I don't honestly know. Well, I'd have to ask them, I guess. I certainly think I, I, you certainly don't hear people in the media very often because we talked about this earlier. And I fully I think this is the fastest thing we could do. In terms of you want to do something and you want to do it fast, like right now, stop giving this guy's name, stop talking about what his grievances were, and I was just looking at the New York Post that had this cool, mysterious picture of him. Stop showing pictures like that. All mental health professionals agree that that leads to more of these. We could end that today. Bipartisan, nobody's going to argue with it, um, and, and it could happen in an hour. If you just, I've always thought if you could get the current president, if you could get Joe Biden and, uh, you know, leave Trump out of it because then you get into that, don't have Joe Biden and George Bush together say, hey, we got the Second Amendment. You have the right to print anything. We would never get in the way of that. But all First health, Amendment, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. First Amendment, right. We are not the government trying to tell you what you can or can't print. All right. You got a Republican and Democrat here. Here's the deal all mental health professionals agree that raising the profile of these shooters leads to more shootings. So let, how about we downplay that? To sure. Quit showing the picture. Quit putting the name out there. And and the message should be, uh, hey, viewers, hey, listeners, we all know this is true. And, and if you need to read up on it, here's where to go. So yeah. pre- pressure your local news station, pressure your newspaper, whatever. And it, it, it need not come from a government anything. I'd like to see it come from the, whoever's leading Major League Baseball and hitting this no, year. Right. A basketball star, clergy, you know, you name it, the musicians, just anybody, everybody. Yeah, somebody from the RAB, the Radio Association of Broadcasters, and same with TV or whatever, and, and, and whatever it is for newspapers coming out and say, hey, let's all get an agreement here. The medical health professionals have weighed in lots of evidence on this. Lots of studies have been done. There is a contagion aspect to these things. It is known. Yeah. Um, and usually within a couple of weeks of a high-profile shooting, and the, the higher the number of people killed, the more media attention it gets, which leads to more of these. It's just known. So let's try to tamp that down. Yeah, yeah. We got a couple of texts on a couple of different topics. Um, this one. I'll bet we did. We got about yeah. 7,000 yeah. emails. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there are 20,000 homicides last year. That's 400 a week. Wow. When they come in groups and they're at a school and it's little kids, it gets way more attention. And I understand why. And and it should and get it outsized should. attention. Mm-hmm. But there are 55 homicides a day in this country. 
There are 2,000 drug overdoses a week. Mass shootings is a number compared to that in terms of you're worried about the loss of human life. Mm-hmm. It's pretty small. I mean, there's just, that's just. I guess part of it would be I've got a fourth grader. Those are almost entirely fourth graders that were all murdered yesterday. Yeah. My fourth yeah. grader's not going to die of a drug overdose. Um, not going to get into a neighborhood gang war. Not going to get into a neighborhood gang war. So, Could be caught in a crossfire, if I'm going to be fair. But, yeah, if you yeah, live in but some at neighborhoods. the same time, though, at the same time, human beings react with horror and anger to see at seeing little ones hurt and killed. Oh, of course, and, and we should. And we should. We absolutely should. We must. <sighs> yeah. You know, I, I think I see a framework for moving towards solutions. I just don't know if anybody with the heft to get it going is doing it. I suppose I could take a leave of absence or spend my entire life organizing it. People would laugh it off and say, oh, a talk show host, uh, you know, got this going. As if you can define somebody by the way they happen to draw a paycheck entirely. I've always been offended by that notion for everybody. A plumber is just a plumber. Plumber might be the wisest man you've ever met in your life. Absolutely. Um, we got a better chance toward moving toward a solution if we don't assume the worst motives on the other side. As watched man Scarborough on NBC this morning was just, oh my God. I mean, just painting the Republican Party as evil. You're all evil. Well, yeah, well, somebody's there, evil. There, there is, there is a Second Amendment and there is a right to own, own weapons to protect yourself. And a lot of people really believe that's important to the foundation of the country and it continuing to be free. That doesn't mean they like fourth graders being murdered. The other side of that, everybody who's talking about banning this weapon or that is not just trying to take all the guns. They also really hate the idea of fourth graders being murdered and are trying to come up with a a way to stop that. So if we could all agree on those two things, I think we'd have a better chance. We got this text. Scroll down to the chart, and they sent me this chart from uh, BBC. Because the rest of the world does look at the United States and wonder, what's up there? Because there is something weird in our culture with the the shootings. There's a bunch of BBC charts. When was the iPhone released? When was Facebook launched? Almost all of the mass shootings since 1991, because that was Columbine, and that was obviously pre-iPhone, pre-social media. But almost all of them on the chart happened after the two elements became part of our culture. Is that a coincidence or not? I think it, it speaks more to the known fact that we were talking about earlier, that there's a contagion aspect to these, and if they get enough attention and the word gets out, we have a better way of spreading the contagion now. Mm. iPhone and uh, mass media. I was, I was telling my son yesterday, as I was telling my sixth grader about this, because I wanted him to hear it from me, what happened, so I could frame it the way I wanted to frame it. But I was telling him, man, it's so... Di- oh, I was getting lots of dings on my phone. I said, everybody's reacting to this, and people were wanting to ex- express themselves. And I said, when I was your age, quite possibly I wouldn't have heard about it until I turned on the evening news at 5.30. There was just no way for the news to spread then. But now everybody's getting their phone dinged and probably getting misinformation because in the early hours of these things, almost everything you hear turns out to be false. So then people react to things that aren't even true in emotional ways. That has really got to do with the contagion. So I don't know if you can blame Facebook and Instagram and everything like that in the same way we normally do and just that it spreads the information. It spreads the contagion so much better. 
Yeah, yeah, which is a really interesting angle to this. I was thinking about in the more classic way that uh, social media and staring at the phone and not spending time with each other and shallow online relationships as opposed to 360-degree in-person relationships are are a contagion. They're really hurting kids especially. Um, But, you know, Columbine, which I think was 1999, wasn't it? Okay. Pre iPhone, the rest of it. Um, and I, I think that's right. Anyway, uh, cause that was the year Delaney was born and it kind of made an impression on me, as you might guess. But, um, again, the fact that some school shootings predated, uh, social media and the rest of this, what we're talking about doesn't disprove anything. I'm sure you've heard mental health professionals. Um, or other people, uh, you know, friends, relatives, loved ones sometimes talk about someone's descent into whatever, um, uh, what led them to a suicide, their descent into drug addiction and an overdose, their descent into becoming a hardcore criminal. In short, any terrible outcome. It's never a single factor. It's never a single incident. It's a, it's a vulnerability plus a bad turn in the road plus a bad decision. It's a uh, inborn tendency toward anger plus bullying plus no dad being on, uh, in the home plus social media. People descend into this in multiple steps in multiple ways. Any search for a single solution is doomed to failure. Any search for a simple, single explanation is doomed to failure. What do you think of the idea of, um, we got to this text, we protect presidents, lawmakers, banks, all kinds of different businesses. Now, the mall. If I go to the mall right now, the fancy mall, they got an armed guard standing outside the watch store. And the question being, if we're willing to uh, have an armed guard outside the watch store, should we have an armed guard at every school? Um, I would be highly tempted to say yes. And if it's handled the right way, because uh, school resource officers can be wonderful influences on on the kids. I, I just read an article about one who's a prince. He does his job the right way. Um and and we could just cancel a couple of wasteful federal programs and pay for this like it's couch you know change dug from beneath the couch cushions, pay for it effortlessly. I'd be tempted to say yes if it's handled right. Um, how much that would help? So this eighteen uh, year old was on the campus for thirty minutes total. I don't know how much of that was the shooting part of it. I don't even like getting into these details, but for the purpose of this discussion of having an armed guard there. Um, he, he went into the room and closed the door. All those kids were killed in one room. So he basically just, yeah, yeah, Yeah. just horrible. Uh, armed guard can't be it. You can't have an armed guard in every room at every room. How soon could he have gotten over? I don't know. It would be better than not. I got to, I have to assume. Wouldn't it be lovely if anyone unauthorized coming onto campus was known, was seen, uh, was protected. Yeah, I have opinions um, about that as a guy who goes on to a school every single day. But maybe I'll talk about that next. We got uh, some other stuff to bring up. Got to take a break. That's that's on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the Hill is reporting that Charles Schumer... Well, he said it on the floor, so we could probably have grabbed the auto tape of William. But uh, Charles Schumer, who's the leader of the Senate, he decides what legislation is brought and what is not. And he said that he will not immediately bring gun control measures to the floor because he doesn't expect them enough to muster enough Republican votes to pass. That's a good way to present it, to make it seem like it would if it weren't for those awful Republicans. But uh, pretty decent chance you don't have 50 Democrat votes on a lot of the stuff you want to do also. Um, I'll mention background checks in a second. That's the easiest one, uh, probably. But the ban on assault-style weapons, okay, got to do a fine assault-style weapon and get down to the nitty-gritty on that uh, and all that sort of stuff. And I don't think you have 50 Democratic votes either. Well, and not only that, but we live in the era, we've talked about this before, where where they will knowingly pass something unconstitutional, knowing the Supreme Court will bail them out from having violated the Constitution or causing problems. It's like, you know, Dad says, all right, a big bag of marshmallows for everybody, and Mom steps up and says, no, you're not giving people a bag of marshmallows, and Dad tries to claim credit as the great, I was going to do it for you. Look, it was me and Mom who did it. It's just, it's idiotic. It's childish. It's un-American. And by the way, I believe 
believe it violates their oath. Um, uh, New York Times, for instance, the article just came out in the last hour of things that we should do now, and one of them was raise the uh, age to 21 to buy a gun, because this we've had a couple of under-21ers kill a whole bunch of people, including yesterday, and um, I'm willing to have that discussion, whether, you know, or not, but constitutionally, it just doesn't fly. The the, the rights of the Constitution apply to... Uh, you got if you're 18, you're an adult, and so it applies to you. That, that this was just ruled on in San Diego. San Diego uh-huh. said you couldn't get a gun till you're 21. Then a judge stepped in and said, "No, you can't do that. That's constitutional." Oh, that was the it was actually the Ninth Circuit, wasn't it? That that stepped in on that one. I believe it was, yeah. Um, and and so uh, a three judge panel decided, no, 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 no. The Second Amendment applies to 19 year old just like a 21 year old. So you got that problem. Um, now on the Background check thing. Now, I I live in a state that's already got harsh gun laws on that kind of stuff. Harsh. That's prejudicial. Um, already has that. But uh, for other states, should that be a federal law? Would this kid, would it have made any difference with this 18-year-old, a background check? I haven't seen anything yet that I think it would. I know the, 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 the murderer in Buffalo had some stuff in his youth that might have applied, but that doesn't cross over to you when you're an adult. That doesn't go to your record as an adult. Well, hang on now. Let's talk about that briefly. If you're, like, certifiable at age 17, that record gets tossed out on your 18th birthday? Come on now. Yeah. It's complicated. We've now entered Final Thoughts with your host, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. We got a new uh, Final Thoughts intro in today. It's hilariously incompetent. Uh, perhaps another day. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Michelangelo, our technical director. Michael, final thought. Yeah, if you're a dad, be involved with your son. Uh, teach him, you know, if they're getting bullied, help them out and uh, teach them to control their emotions. Dads are really important. Here, here. Young Alex is our behind-the-scenes uh, producer. Alex, final thought for us? Yeah, I had something fun sports-related, but today's not the day for it. My thoughts and prayers to everybody out there. If you're feeling a certain type of way, feeling down about anything, talk to somebody. Get some help. You're not alone in this world. Right. Jack, a final thought for us? Yeah, since uh, Alex used that phrase, for instance, on my crusade to quit assigning the worst motives to people on the other side, I'm seeing a lot of criticism of the term thoughts and prayers. Hey, most of the people saying thoughts and prayers actually mean they're thinking about the victims and their families and praying that they're all okay. Uh, That's what they mean. It's not cover for anything. They weren't paid by the NRA. That's just what they're feeling. It's not a suggestion that they're unwilling to consider anything else at all. No, absolutely not. It's an expression of concern. Oh, gosh, I don't know. My final thought... If you're angry at the world and you want to hurt people, why don't you try helping somebody instead? Maybe helping a bunch of people. I think you'll find that'll make you a hell of a lot happier than hurting people will. Yep. And if you uh, are thinking of some sort of murder-suicide, how about you do it in the reverse order? If we can't convince you of Joe's idea, how about you do it in the reverse order? Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. If you want to drop us a line, do it. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com is the email address. Pick up some great A&G swag. We have uh, hot links for you there. Uh, everything we talked about, all sorts of articles and interesting news stories every day at armstrongandgetty.com. Yep. We will see you tomorrow. God bless America.
The suspect was able to make entry into the school and started shooting anybody that was in his way. When I grew up, we didn't have these situations. You know, shootings are a very horrible example of the rot that's going on in our country. It's time to act. When are we going to do something? Yeah, we would like to do something, my emotional friends. The what is the question. The how is the question. There were some simple solutions. We'd be on them, although plenty of you think there are simple solutions. There aren't. There aren't. Armstrong and Getty. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.